0: Hi everyone, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Uncle Marv Podcast. I am your host, Uncle Marv, and uh, I am here today, and I'm not sure if I want to blame Facebook or (laughs) if I want to blame Michael Thomas, but I'm certainly holding my guest today responsible because she tagged me. In a Facebook post that reads, Just a little fun. You're stuck in quarantine for 14 days with the third person who pops up when you type the at symbol. Who are you quarantined with, and will both of you make it out alive? My guest today is D. Gail Nixon. Gail, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Uncle Marv?
0: I am doing pretty good. So why don't we go ahead and just get this question answered and out of the way? <laughs> because I can't believe that I would have been the third person that popped up when you typed that at sign. So the first thing I is gotta ask, usual? is that true?
1: That is absolutely true. It is so unusual because and 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 I mean no disrespect, but you and I are not Facebook posters back and forth.
0: <laughs> no, we're not you
1: know, right? I mean, but we've we've done it, you know, if it's once a year, hey, happy birthday sort of thing. But it's not like either you or I spend a lot of time on Facebook, speaking to one another on Facebook. So when I hit the at symbol and I scroll down, I'm like, what is the algorithm that gets us to this point? But I thought about it, and and I think I put it in the post. I didn't pull the post up and, and look at it again, but I felt like it would come up today. But I thought, you know what? I, I feel like this could work, at least for me. I don't know what you get out of it if we're stuck together, quarantined together, but I've got great wireless, wireless connectivity, that's easy for me to say, and a heck of a good time. So like I said, I don't know what you get out of it, but but I feel pretty good about the pairing that Facebook has made.
0: <laughs> so I, you know, first disclosure, I usually don't respond to any type of uh, questions like this when people say, put the third <laughs> person in, or what's the th- you know first song that comes to mind? I just... I did it one time and it turned into a rabbit hole that I said, I cannot (laughs) spend my mornings and my days going down these Facebook rabbit holes. So uh, I didn't do that. But I thought it was interesting that uh, one, that we were paired together Mm -hmm. and two, you made the comment of, I don't know how we'd fare, but you'd be certainly entertained.
1: I think so. I I, I think that's really fair to say, irrespective (laughs) of whatever else happens. And, you know, maybe you ditch my body on day two. I don't know. But but at least for that period of time, I feel like like it would be enjoyable and worth it. So there you go.
0: Okay. so had a little fun with that. And of course, the real reason that I questioned it is because you and I probably have not spoken face to face, phone to phone or anything outside of the Facebook we believe the year is 1994.
1: I'd say that's probably pretty accurate, 1994, and that's a, that's a long time ago.
0: <laughs> yes, it is.
1: <laughs> it's a long time ago.
0: So now to give a little background, folks, so D. Gail Nixon, and I guess I should probably start by saying that I'm saying the letter D in front of Gail, because that's how you put your name everywhere. But a lot of times when I say that, people think I'm saying the Gail Nixon.
1: That's okay, too. <laughs> and how they're like, I can, I can how many Gail me. Nixons are
0: there <laughs> you know, <laughs> that you're speaking to the out of all the Gail Nixons? I said, no, it's a it's a D, and I'm not going to ask you much about that. But you and I met at the c- conference that I've been talking about for some time now that people that I've listened to, not just this podcast, but my technical talk. Huh? podcast as well. Junior Achievement had the National Junior Achievers Conference in Bloomington, Indiana, and I did not know you as a delegate or anything like that. I knew you because we served on staff together as Pink Finks. Well, you and I didn't serve together, but you were a group counselor as I was, and I don't even remember the years. So fill, fill me in and fill our listeners in on all of that.
1: So I think and, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I actually met you when I was a delegate. Now I was not in your group. Oh. But m- my first year, but I met you because you were paired with Patty Phillips, if I'm not mistaken, oh. in
0: 1989.
1: You're the best. So so yes, absolutely. So I was I was a delegate in 87 and 89. In 87 Patty was my pink fink. So when I came back in '89, I'm walking through the cafeteria on day one, and there is Patty sitting right across from Patty is you. So I met you, but we didn't interact in any sort of
0: yeah. I didn't know who you capacity. were. I was like,
1: right, uh... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the random kid, right. So, uh, but I did. I met you in August of '89.
0: Okay. Wow. Interesting. And uh, yes, Patty Phillips and I served as. So that was interesting because Patty and I, the year before, we had served in a fake position that they made up to keep us around as program group supervisor. And we said we didn't want to do that anymore, (laughs) put us back down to program group counselors. And so then we Mm -hmm. served as counselors together. And I say the year of the bat. And for people that do not know, each group had a theme and usually as counselors, we would come up with a theme beforehand and we bring in props or tchotchkes or whatever. And that year we chose to be Batman Mm -hmm. because the movie Batman had just come out and we made capes for all of our kids and all of that. So that's when I say the year of the bat, we won best group by the way. And, uh, that. So when did you become a pink fink?
1: So I was a pink fink in 90. So okay. from 90 until the end, the untimely death of the conference in 96, I was a, a, a counselor. Pink you fink.
0: made it to the end. I did. I couldn't make it. I had to I quit <laughs> after 94. Or they didn't ask me back. I don't know which one is <laughs> official. Uh, and now, correct me if I'm wrong. But your nickname should be Gumby for the rest of your life.
1: Yes. Um it, it it will be interesting to see who of my my Facebook friend base um pays any attention to uh, stuff that I've got posted on mine because I assume that this is going to to wind up there because I've managed to escape that uh, over the course of the last oh 30 years. So, um, so we'll see if there is a resurgence of, of the Gumby Gale.
0: Oh, I'm sure there will be.
1: Yeah. And, and I, what I, because
0: <laughs> I'm going to talk about <laughs> because it. Because you
1: have the, you have the power to affect this. Uh, <laughs> though I was surprised that you uh, posted what I will call a very charitable picture uh, of me on for the podcast, because I thought it was probably going to be more, Gumby-esque with me standing on top of something, screaming my lungs out, wearing a lot of Gumby paraphernalia, quite honestly.
0: Well, so the podcast is fairly new, so I can't, you know, be too edgy just yet. And, you know, you are (laughs) lucky
1: I got in now. Yeah,
0: you are. And you are a senior vice president.
1: Oh, after uh, all. yes, With, you know,
0: with some notoriety behind you. So, I, you know, I'm trying to (laughs) tread lightly here. Um, I
1: like to call it popularity, not notoriety. I'm not sure that notoriety is really what I'm going for. (laughs) Uh,
0: So why don't we go ahead and just talk about who you are now, and then we'll get back to the Gumby stuff, because I know that you have worked where you are for quite some time now and have moved up the ranks. And uh, senior vice president Mm -hmm. and... Chief human resource officer. Also correct. And you make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> or at least that's what the internet said in 2018. I, I was
1: just about to say, yeah, damn those uh, public company postings. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, so, but yes. So, Go ahead.
1: So I work, I work for a company called NN Incorporated. Um, probably the first, the, the most prominent question we get is what does NN stand for? Right. Um, And it's really the the founder of the company. His name is Dick N-N-E-N-N-E-N. And he found an opportunity to do something better than the competition. And so he started back in 1980, a ball and roller company in Irwin, Tennessee, which is probably um, about as big as the space you're seated in plus the space I'm seated in right now. It's a town of about 5,000. Um, One of the things that's really cool about Irwin is it is the county it's situated in is 60 percent national forest. So it's beautiful. Okay, Uh, and it's it's just it's it's a gorgeous place. It's a quiet uh, town. And this gentleman started a ball and roller company with six of his closest friends. And today it's an eight hundred and fifty million dollar worldwide company.
0: Nice. No, it's actually titled as a High Precision Metal and Plastic Components Company.
1: Correct. So we make we make the, the pieces that go into things. Okay, so ball we bearings
0: have, and all that sort of stuff.
1: We used to do ball bearings, roller bearings, cages, things of that nature. We no longer do that. We actually sold that part of the business back in 2017, and we are now diversified. So aerospace and defense general industrial, automotive, and what we call life sciences, which is medical, which is a lot of body implantation. So if you've got knee, shoulder, those types of things, or uh, staples, the staples that uh, people utilize uh, in surgical procedures, we make a lot of the staples. Uh, We make some of the, uh, the medical devices that you would use in those procedures as well.
0: Interesting. So some really
1: cool stuff. Yeah. So, really, really high precision and um, just uh, a lot of really exciting work being done.
0: All right. So, you know, I try to not speak the C word during this time, but we are in the COVID 19 pandemic. <laughs> and because you mentioned that as part of those types of devices, how is your business faring during this time? Because it sounds like you guys would be doing okay.
1: For elective procedures, which right now are basically cut off mm, okay. everywhere, that that's a problem for us because folks who need to have this work done, uh, if it is an absolute requirement that they get the work done, then that's great. But generally speaking, a lot of the work that needs to be done can be pushed a little bit, and we're we're watching to see how comfortable folks are going to be once these restrictions start getting lifted. Are we gonna see that spike again? We've, we've been flattening the curve. Are we gonna see that spike again in incidences? And when those, when those folks get to a point where they feel comfortable, and once we've opened up the, the pathways to get these, these procedures done, I think that'll be good. But we've begun to see um, some change in terms of folks pulling product off the shelf simply because everything's really closed for business right now. Right,
0: right. Now, do you have offices like across the country, or is everything pretty much run out of your facility
1: there? So what we have in Charlotte, which is where I'm sitting right now, we have a corporate office and we have some group leadership sitting there. But most of our operations, we've got approximately 50 manufacturing facilities around the world, So we're in six different countries. Most of our facilities are here in the U.S., but we do have a number in China, Poland, France, Mexico, Brazil. Hmm.
0: All right. Now, being the chief human resource officer, you probably have the lovely task of talking to the troops during this time. So how's that been?
1: We do, and mostly what we're doing right now Obviously, HR, we try to be the support mechanism more so than anything else. So uh, a lot of the direct-to-employee communications are coming straight from our CEO, our executive vice presidents who are the operations leaders of the businesses, and then From a support perspective, we're coming in and providing additional information, details. There are lots of questions right now about benefits. There are lots of questions around, hey, we've seen this on the news. Is this something that's going to be applicable to us? Those are the things that we're answering more directly, but everything else, uh, we want the the folks to have more face time with those operations leaders of the business.
0: Okay. All right. I don't want to try to Bog us down too much with work stuff, but uh, it just, it came up and I just figured I better ask. So
1: six o'clock for the love of God, let's talk about something other than work.
0: So now let's go ahead and let's transition. So okay, from 1994, when Mm -hmm. I last saw you physically till now, what's kind of been happening in between? What's, uh, what's life been like for D. Gail Nixon? D.
1: Gail Nixon. So um, I've been in HR for a lot of that time and have moved around quite a bit. Um, I think you may know that uh, in addition to being a student of junior achievement, I was also a staffer uh, for JA. Actually,
0: I did not know that.
1: I I was. So I worked for JA for about 10 years and was company program manager back in the day when company program existed.
0: Right, right. Which office?
1: Uh Fort Worth. So okay. junior achievement of the Chisholm Trail. So Fort Worth, Texas. Okay. I, I, I know. Yes. <laughs> <Chism> <laughs> Smile Trail. and nod. And 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 here's the best part. We were in a section of town. So the library was there, the Girl Scouts were there, the Boy Scouts were there. Um several churches. And so we were known as Do Gooder Hill. So junior achievement, our building was right there on Do Gooder Hill. i'm bum so worked for ja for a little over 10 years um continued working in classrooms and and things of that nature moved from fort worth to the Raleigh office
0: (gasps) oh when did you do that
1: oh heavens above that was 95 late 95
0: okay was lisa lisa pascal
1: Lisa had just left, oh. which is why I, which is why I had an opportunity there because it was a three-person office at the time, and Lisa had left, giving me an, a space, an opportunity to transfer.
0: Wow, small world! But I did
1: know Lisa. You did, I know, did her. know Lisa. Oh, okay.
0: Yes. So yeah, Lisa and I did a couple of things together. I went to grad school in right, Wake Forest, right outside of Raleigh.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, wow, interesting.
1: Yes, so left there, went into for-profit work, uh, which was considerably easier than nonprofit work, uh, and moved from accounting and marketing and all of those things into HR, uh, stayed with that company uh, until it was uh, purchased, it was one of those buyouts um, that you hear so much about, and now here I am at NN celebrating, just about to celebrate my 13th anniversary.
0: So say you went there, it says 2007.
1: Went there in 2007. Uh, We were headquartered at that time uh, in Tennessee, and about two years ago, moved our headquarters here to Charlotte. So this is where I'm sitting. So I've actually lived in Charlotte twice in my life.
0: So my sister-in-law lives there, but I'm not going to ask you if you know her. But... uh... (laughs) uh my next trip up we'll have to hang out
1: absolutely i yeah it was it was interesting two years ago when i got here uh, again on facebook i saw a posting somebody was talking about how it was hell hot and of course i used to live in fort worth and so she's talking about the temperature and somebody posts a little thing from the weather channel and it says charlotte 84 degrees or what have you and i'm like who the heck else is here So somebody else I went to high school with, which I think is fairly unusual because Fort Worth, for being a large city, behaves like a small town. There aren't a lot of folks who leave. And so um, myself and, and this other individual, we are both here. Now, we have yet to see each other here in Charlotte where we both live. We have to go back to Fort Worth. In order to run into one another.
0: I understand that. happens to me all the time. There's, I I never realized how many people live down here in Fort Lauderdale that I never see until I go (laughs) home for a reunion or something. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of why I'm working on this, you know, trying to, trying to see people I normally don't see. Yep. Mm. So speaking of, of people, who have you stayed in touch with since actually, you know what here, I'm gonna play this. That's not the official soundtrack. <laughs> but you know Lou would be up on stage.
1: Yes, yes, that I do.
0: Trailer for Sailor Rent. <laughs> uh, so oh, who would. Who have you uh, stayed in touch with since those uh, Nay Jack and Blow Jack days?
1: Um, certainly, uh, Tracy Chastain, Mike Thomas, who you mentioned. Um, I will say that Calvin Shane is the, now. Just
0: there's a the Calvin the, Shane that
1: is the that is the Calvin Shane. He is incredible at making sure that we maintain contact. If it were up to me. I would do a terrible, terrible job, not because I don't love his heart, but just because I'm terrible at that. And Calvin is fantastic at making sure that if he hasn't heard from people in a while, he'll reach out.
0: Yes. Yes. And Calvin, uh, yes, I will be responding back to you because Calvin (laughs) sends me something like every couple of weeks. (laughs) Yes. And I'm like, he's. we're going to get together. He's on the list. He
1: is excellent at that. So, um, thankfully, and and there are very few times that I say thankfully and then follow it up with the word Facebook, but that's really been a good mechanism for me to maintain some level of connectivity with folks uh, and and reconnect with with folks that that perhaps I haven't seen in a while because I'm here in Charlotte and I don't think anybody else is aside from my friend Heather, uh, who I went to high school with 30 plus years ago, so. Mm. Um, That's a that's a really good mechanism for somebody who's not good at maintaining contact with people to maintain contact with people.
0: Okay, but you strike me as somebody that would maintain contact, because even though you tagged me as the person that would be entertained or entertaining, I believe that you are a natural entertainer as well.
1: Well, I, I don't know if the entertainment comes because I design it that way, or if that's just a, a side effect of, of the conversation.
0: Because but, Gumby, uh, Gumby was pretty, uh, pretty hilarious. <laughs> uh, <at the> conference. <laughs> Again, whether
1: it was by my design or because they were like, Oh my God, I can't believe that girl is doing that. Make her stop. No, wait, don't make her stop. Hang on. Let me get the camera. Um, we can We can argue about that one, but um, well
0: i'm gonna at some point i'm gonna have to get people to submit stories um mm. from those years because um that's where the fun is it's true the stuff it's that true. will you will you own up to what you did
1: well see the the problem is we were all really good, even though I'm really thankful uh the children kids today have such <laughs> a problem because they're like their phones everywhere and you can't get away with anything. Everything is recorded somewhere whether you decide that that's what you want to do or not. And so a lot of the stupid stuff I did managed to slide under the radar because there wasn't necessarily a camera right there, but but the downside of having gone to this conference is we did carry cameras. True. We did bring those cameras. So so there's at least some evidence of well, my poor yeah, behavior you as you
0: as gumby and
1: uh and blowjacks and, and all sorts of
0: yeah, well, i was going to say yeah. there's some 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 precarious <laughs> situations that gumby probably <laughs> should yes. not have been in
1: <laughs> it's true it's true i was actually yeah i was watching um For some episode of The Graham Norton Show, and I don't know if you watch his show, but I just—
0: I I have seen a few episodes. I don't follow it, but I I know him and know his show.
1: uh, There—who was it? Ryan Gosling was interviewed, and he was speaking about a time when he was a kid, and his parents came across a load of cellophane. OK, and he's sitting on the couch right next to Harrison Ford. I think it's Harrison Ford. He's like, I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that's supposed to do. It's, it's cellophane. You wrap sandwiches in it. So, of course, I'm thinking of the year when we had Dow Chemical
0: mm-hmm. yes,
1: at the, at the conference in Michigan as our key sponsor. And everybody thinks it's a really freaking good idea to give high school students a roll of saran wrap. And so we've got to walk around the staff cutting the children off of trees and stop signs and everything else. Well, those are the pictures I'm sure will will come out at some point because those are Jack also involved.
0: Those are the G-rated pictures because uh, (laughs) how many bathrooms had to be cleaned up (laughs) because people (laughs) couldn't (laughs) pee in a toilet (laughs) because of the cellophane?
1: Oh, Yes. So th- that the whole time he's talking about this, I'm like, you have no idea. You just you have no idea. You did not experience hell in the same way as we did. We didn't try to sell it. We were trying to confiscate that stuff.
0: Yeah, there would so, be there would be some oh, arrests heaven. today if uh yeah. if there were cell phones and <laughs> social media back then. Yeah. And. uh ooh, I'm, I'm 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 I have thoughts in my head that I just know I'm like, I can't say <laughs> I can't say some of the nicknames and Hail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Those were the days. Those were fun. Oh, uh, indeed. Uh anybody <laughs> So let me go ahead and ask anybody you want to call out? Anybody you want to shout out while we're here and uh oh,
1: gosh, I you know that's that's dangerous because I don't think the list ends once it starts. That's true. So, so I'm uh, I'm I'm going to I'm, right. I'm going to refrain from that.
0: Well, good, good for you. Self restraint uh, must be something you learned. the One of the many the services
1: I offer. Yes, It <laughs> took me thirty years, Marvin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of uh, over the years, am I correct that you? were or are a runner? Did you do marathons? What's, what was, what was going on with that?
1: So, so I am a runner and, uh, people who are listening in can't see me in my runner's gear today. Did I run today? No, let's not talk about that. But, um, but I have been a runner. I've been a runner for 40 years. My knees feel like I've been a runner for 40 years. I'm not very fast, but I feel if the zombie apocalypse does in fact come, then I cannot run the slowest of you. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. Um, I have done exactly one marathon in my life. I think it's the only one I have in me. Everybody is convinced, including my mother-in-law, that I'm going to do it, do another one. And I'm like, you know what? I did a destination marathon. So I ran the Reykjavik marathon in 2017. Okay. Super slow, but it was, it was all my fault because the weather was perfect. Everything was perfect. Um, but I did you finish though? That's the, I you, finished. That's all that matters. That is all that matters. I'm, I'm super stoked about that. I got my t-shirt and they tell me what it is that it says on my t-shirt. Cause it's in Icelandic. So it probably says, ha watch how slow she is. Um, but they, it, they say it says run with heart, um, which I think that's pretty fair. I run with heart. So, um, I like the half marathon distance. I like the 5k distance. But I run, I don't know, 60 miles a month, something like that. Nothing really significant, but enough to say, yes, I'm a runner.
0: Okay. So um, without going into age and embarrassing ourselves, you said three years. Um, So were you running like in school, like junior high, high school? Did you, were you you on the track team?
1: I was. I was on the track and cross country teams uh, in high school. Again, not the not the fastest, but uh, again, it's it's something I like to do and it helps clear your mind. So if there's a problem I'm, I'm working on, I go for a run, I put it on the back burner. And when I come back, I either feel better about it, whether or not I have a solution to the problem or sometimes I go, you know what? Yeah, that's what I can do. So it's 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 a great way to just kind of decompress.
0: So you're the type of runner that you could have an earpiece in your ear and talk on the phone while you run.
1: I try not to do that frequently because it's pretty evident that that's exactly what's going on. So I did have a guy uh, call me up not long ago. I was running at lunch and he doesn't call me frequently. So I knew that if he's calling me, I probably need to answer this all. And I'm like, hey, what's up? And I'm trying to sound like I'm not on a treadmill this is not easy to do unless you actually change the speed of the treadmill or you get off the treadmill. So he's like, is everything okay? Did I call it a bad time? And I was like, no, no, this is fine. But, um, but it's pretty evident that, that I'm running when I'm running. I can do it. It's just, it's not pretty. Okay. Because I I don't glisten. I don't glow. I sweat. And, and I accept this and, and, and that's how
0: you know you're doing it. Right.
1: That's what I'm okay. gonna tell myself.
0: <laughs> Next time you sweat, remember that.
1: That's right. Uncle Mark You're says doing right. I'm doing it
0: right. Uh, so I had my research team try to look up something, <laughs> and this is what <laughs> this is what they came up with. All right. That, and I can't pinpoint the year, 2013, 14, something, but you were in. Johnson City, Tennessee, and got an award or some sort of accolation for having the loudest table at Buffalo Wild Wings, and it was attributed to you by yourself. Does that sound right?
1: (laughs) It does, in fact, sound, uh, sound correct.
0: Okay. What happened?
1: We were... The football game was on. Okay, that's it. It was the it was a football game, and so it was. Um, we became rather um, enthusiastic in our support of <laughs> okay. uh, what was going on, and uh, there may have been fewer Panther fans than other fans, so we felt like we had to make ourselves um, known there because Johnson City, Tennessee. Um, you would think Johnson City, Tennessee. Now, Johnson City is in uh, the northeast. Northeast. Corner. Yep.
0: Now I know exactly yep, where that Tennessee. is.
1: Tennessee, along with yep. Darius so, Rucker, we know. So yes, yes. Yeah, so there, there were no wagon wheels to speak of while I was there. Uh, I observed none, anyway. But um, but northeast corner of Tennessee does not align itself with Nashville with the Nashville teams. So Tennessee Titans are not a team that folks in the northeast corner of Tennessee support so it's wherever Peyton Manning was that folks in Johnson City Tennessee wanted to support because of course he went to University of Tennessee yeah so that's that's really the team there they're aware that there is some team in Charlotte known as the Panthers but they're they're not staunchly in support of the Panthers because Peyton never played there
0: of course not yeah
1: so so we had to do our part to make known that at least that table, it was Panther Town.
0: All right. I'm Sur- surprised they didn't run you out. I, we- <laughs> you <know.
1: laughs> I'm not saying I stayed a whole lot longer after that incident, but it was.
0: As long as it wasn't like a Ron White, you know, got thrown out of a bar in Johnson City.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: All right. Um so you mentioned uh, some of the people that we know that you've stayed in touch with, um of course Tracy Chastain, Michael Thomas, um, and the Calvin Shane. Um what about who else was in that group there? Was um did you, you didn't make the Happy Hensler Halloween party, did you?
1: I did not.
0: Okay. That'll be I a later not. show. <laughs> Who else is it? Melly? M- M- Mel?
1: Now, no. So Melissa Melly. She goes, my uh, Melissa Buzz now? Oh. Yes. Well, on, on Facebook, she's Melissa Buzz oh, the Schiller. She's an adult oh. now. Okay. Anyway, I think you have to do your little pinky um, <laughs> when you say it now. Uh, but Melly, yes. Um, there are some folks, if they're on Facebook, so Happy Handler, Melly. Um, Bill Allen, I suppose he's William Allen now, uh, Tom Tate, those folks, uh, I see every now and again through the magic of Facebook. Um, but we don't, we're not, we don't hang out necessarily. There are some folks, uh, that have kind of fallen off the face of the earth because if they have Facebook accounts, I don't know it. Or they have names like witness protection program names like Brian Smith, Um, that I haven't been able to find in years, years, years from uh, Southwest Connecticut.
0: You know, people do what I did. I, I disappeared for a while. I was not on the Facebook until, uh, 2000, the end of 2013.
1: I, I don't think I was on until 2011. I think that's when I bit the bullet as it were.
0: Yeah. And like you said earlier, when we first started, it's not like I'm on every morning trying to check the uh, timeline to see what people have said and what's been done. Right. Um, right. All I do basically is I pay attention to when I get tagged, like mm-hmm. you did, and respond <laughs> with WTH.
1: Mm-hmm. Or wow. a retribution like this, which is good. This isn't really retribution. This is, <laughs> this is like
0: the this is going to be like the ultimate, you know, Uncle Marv reunion tour, when it's all said and done. If I can get this past cool. the three month deal and we start getting people on here, we'll have parties. We'll do a whole bunch of stuff, and uh, nice. I think it'll be interesting,
1: nice.
0: and uh, all of that. Speaking of, so I will say this. So, I, when I uh, put the post up today, announcing the live show for you. Five minutes later, I get a ding in the Facebook. And it's a gentleman by the name of Christopher Bagley mm-hmm. who didn't recognize the name, mm-hmm. but we are friends on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. And probably because, you know, the reason that most of my friends are on there is because I check to see how many friends we have in common and, you know, that I must know them if they have X number <laughs> or more. Mm-hmm. Uh and he was like, hey, wanting to chat, your name came up yesterday, and I'm like, oh, that can't be good, but we actually talked this afternoon, and he is a fellow JA alumni, worked mm-hmm. at a JA office, was at the national conference, and mm-hmm. just saw the name and said, hey, let me reach out and say hello, so we had a nice little chat for about half an hour today, and I think that one of the things that last year, when we had the—I uh, don't even know which official one it was—Najack Blowjack reunion, uh, mm-hmm. where we actually went back to IU, and that was the first one since we did. Let's see, we did a JA getaway in '94, and we did something else uh, way back when. But rekindling some of the friendships and then bonding with people who were at the conference that we didn't even know Mm -hmm. uh, was something that really hit home with a lot of people there because it was something, you know, trying to explain Najak to people is hard (laughs) enough. (laughs) Trying to explain blowjack to people is something you should just never try to do. Right. But bonding with people that went through those years, of Najak, it's almost as if there's this camaraderie in this, uh, I don't even know how else to, you know, this, this, uh, this association, this club that you're a part of, that it doesn't matter, you know, how long you were in it, or if you went just once, you're part Mm -hmm. of an elite group of friends that will bond with you, be there for you, through thick and thin, regardless of how much time has passed, mm-hmm. which is kind of like you and me, we haven't talked since 94, but right. here we are um, Here we are, as if it were just, you know, last week.
1: Right. Right. That's a good point though. It's, it's, it's difficult to describe. And in fact it probably can't adequately be described what it is that, that Najak is or was, um, for us, because you know, they always said it's the best week of your life, and you're you're riding on the bus the first time. You're going, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, best week of my life. Okay, we'll see. And then you leave, and you go, I don't ever want to leave. I can't believe it. So, it's that, uh, it's it's a really special it's a really special thing.
0: It is. So looking back, I mean, you mentioned the best week of your life, and at some point after. Year number five or six, it started to be like, how many best weeks of our <laughs> lives can we have? Um, but looking back, like, what is one thing that you remember that just stands out from that time period? And I'm not... And I'm trying not to steer you in a direction, so you can pick one thing over the entire span of of your involvement in the conference. What's what sticks out to you and stands out the most?
1: So the the thing that that springs to mind for me, and and it may not be fair to say it's the the best or the most important, but certainly it's something that um that I'm proud of not just for myself but 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 for the kids I was I was the individual who was (laughs) for better or for worse the individual who got the NAJAC students prepared to compete at NAJAC. Okay. That was that was my job after after I finished um being a delegate myself. The following year I was the one who took this group of folks that had just competed and they were going to this conference, many of them for the first time, I was the one who prepared them for competition. And I don't know, before I was a delegate, I knew that for the time that I was a delegate, we didn't have, we didn't have anybody that was a finalist. So we went, we took the test that we needed to take, and then we enjoyed the heck out of ourselves for the rest of the week. That's, that, that's what the NJAC experience was for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for this group, we actually studied economics. We studied economics. We did practice tests and interviews and different things of that nature to prepare them for what was really going to happen once they got there. And I think it was my, I think it was the last year at Indiana University that we had two finalists from Fort Worth. One of them won the best speech competition. Nice. The fact that, that they would do that over a summer, high school students coming together, studying economics over the summer, I mean, that's, that's a pretty tall order to fill during the school year. Right. When you're getting a grade on it. But to commit your summer so completely that you are a finalist, and we had two finalists from our area that year. So that was, I'm proud that I was a part of that, but it didn't come from me. It came from them and what they wanted to do. But that's, that's really cool that high school students are that committed to that process to to give up everything else that everybody looks forward to the summer for to commit to that enterprise and so that that's one of the things that i think was so amazingly cool to see because uh, a lot of us and i'm going to say us because i was never an officer i didn't make it far in the competition i was in the i was in the other committees and so when we had the talent show i wasn't in the talent show I was the person who did some little skit between skits on the talent show. That was, that was what I did. So for me, for someone who has never been able to to hit that level, to have kids coming from our area who were committed to, to that level of excellence, that's, that's really, that's really something.
0: Nice. Nice. Now, have you maintained relationships with any of the kids that you, you know, prepared?
1: Uh, I actually have some. Um, one of the folks, one of the finalists, um, she and I were not close friends. Um, <laughs> I should like <to> just say <laughs> okay. that. And now, now, she she did hug me after she won. She ran up to me, and hugged me, and that was like the only physical contact we had for years. She was... Uh, she were, was you like, for, you, were you I like the mean
0: professor that got her to the, you know, cross the finish line or something?
1: I, I wouldn't... Well, they probably did think I was mean, actually. <laughs> um, but making them study economics in the summer. Um, but one of the girls, the other finalist, uh, became a friend of mine and... I think I think she has done like like we've already discussed, like many who have kind of uh, they social were social distancing before social distancing was a thing. Um, I don't find her on Facebook. I haven't been able to to find her for for a number of years. But uh, actually, one of my students um, just a couple of years ago, she went, gosh, when was it? Ninety two, ninety three, something like that. Um, she was a student back then. It was, I guess it would have been 92 because that would have been the last year. Was that the last year at? Uh, uh, 93
0: at, was at the last Indiana? year at Indiana.
1: Uh, yeah, it could have been 93 then. So 92 or 93, I have to pull out the T-shirt. I remember which shirt it was um, that we wore that year. But um, she reached out to me, I don't know, not even a year ago. Uh, I get this telephone call from a number that, that I don't recognize. And she found me actually through my company's website oh. and said, yeah, that looks like Gail Nixon. So, um, so she reached out to me and and we reconnected and she's still in Texas. And, um, so we had a, a nice, um, couple sessions of just kind of catching up and seeing what's happened over the, the course of the last 25 years.
0: Oh, interesting. I asked that because as you were talking about you know, being involved with the kids, there were many that I stayed in touch with, you know, for several years after, even after I was done at the conference. And Mm -hmm. it's just funny looking back, you know, we went to the conference as delegates, we graduated to staff, and then we were in charge of kids that were really, you know, only a year or two younger than us in the very beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. But by my 10th year of being involved with the conference, you know, there was a big gap between some of those kids and I, but it, you know, it was interesting that that relationship, because a lot of them looked at us as, you know, their mom and dad for the week. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I had to correct them. I'm not your mom or dad, I'm your uncle. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking, and I'm probably going to reach out to some of them because I still you know their friends on the facebook and mm-hmm. i remember i even went to um happy's sisters wedding hmm. i don't know i forget even how i got into that situation where because you know i'm in florida they're in ohio mm-hmm. it's not like it's just right up the street from me so right. um things like that and so there's a lot of those relationships that carried on beyond that. So I just, Mm -hmm. just wanted to ask and find out how many people like that. So that's something I'll be asking a lot of people.
1: And it's, and it's interesting. And again, to say that, that Facebook is a a beneficial thing. There was a, a gap between the end of the conference and the beginning of Facebook. So there are so many folks that if you weren't you know, writing letters because of course we had that NAJAC directory and yes. I, I actually I so I went in nineteen eighty seven this is a side story. Um, so I went in nineteen eighty seven and I got my little NAJAC directory and I'm flipping through it, finding folks and one of the girls that I went to the conference with, I forgot to mention her, um, but my friend Helen Baldus, who was at the time Helen Bradford, um, she and I were in the same delegation or in the same company the same group group 14 uh in 1987 and we are still friends her birthday was last week i sent her a message hey what's going on um but we had this little directory and of course we'd write letters you didn't email people you didn't facebook people yes. you didn't letters and
0: postcards
1: know. yes so um i'd flip through And as I was looking for people's information, I kept passing this one person's name. And there was no reason that it would catch my eye every time. But, you know, once something catches your eye, you're like, I can't not see that now. Right. And so over and over again, I kept passing David Pike, David Pike, David Pike. And I'm like, who the hell is this David Pike? So finally, I just write him a letter. I'm like, hey, you don't know me. And I'm sure this letter (laughs) is quite tragic now. Hopefully he doesn't have it. Hopefully he's burned it. But, um, but I was like, you don't know me, but I have this NAJAC directory and you're in it. And he's like, yeah, I'm sure that's true. And I just keep passing your name. So I'm just going to throw this out there. If you never write me again, that's fine. But now I've gotten it kind of off of, out of my system, off my chest. So he writes me back and David Pike is from somewhere in Massachusetts. And so I'm sitting in Fort Worth, Texas, and he's in Massachusetts and we start corresponding with one another. He sends me a senior picture and everything else. And I think he graduated in '88. Um, 1989 comes and I go to the conference. David Pike is my counselor, <laughs> David Pike <laughs> is my pink thing. So he and Lori, what was her name? Oh heavens. Um, so Lori, David, Lori, Lori the rookie Lori, Hayes, no, not Lori Hayes, the other, not the rookie. The, oh gosh, I've got her name. She won the rake that year. Oh, oh! I know because I own the rake. You, Marvin B. I own. You were the last I with the rake. The rake, yes. Last, last. Is my name still standing, on it? So I have the rake. Well, I think that we had to. Uh, I think that we had to get a new rake. Um, but I'll look, I'll, I'll need to dig that out. I'll need to, I'll need to run down to the,
0: oh, to the, the storage
1: area and grab that. I have a whole I book a of,
0: I have a whole book of pictures with the rake.
1: But, uh, but David was my counselor, my, or my, my pink fink that year in 1989. And as soon as he saw me, he's like, do I know you? I'm like, I'm the letter. <laughs> like,
0: oh, wow.
1: So yeah, there's that.
0: Yep. I still, um, actually I have those directories. Mm -hmm. Of course they have the panoramic photos and, um, I have, I have a lot of stuff that I got to start digging out because now that I've done this a few, uh, I've got to start pulling out the paper. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of this will go on the website at some point, but we'll, we'll start pulling all that stuff out. But yeah, those directories, I remember, I remember I would come back after the conference and take all the names, put them into my computer, so that I could print up labels to send out a letter to all my kids and say, "Thank you yeah. for coming to the conference. Hope you all, you know, come back next year." Blah blah blah. Uh, those those were yeah, back when you had to physically write out letters or mm-hmm. manually type them on a typewriter. Yeah, although I had a word processor at that time, I think.
1: I had a typewriter with a little it, it was almost a word processor in it. It was like the it was the Mac Daddy of all typewriters, but it was a typewriter. Had the
0: had the ball, right?
1: Well, this one, um I don't I don't even know what it I assume it had the ball because it didn't have the it didn't have the stripe keys. So I assume it had the ball. Um, but it was Yeah, uh,
0: I remember because really? I yeah, the word processor, because you could actually type a sentence. Before you actually told it Mm -hmm. to type on the paper. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: God, listen to us. I was really proud
1: of that. It was nice. Yeah, (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) The kids would hear us now. We
1: did the big time then, man.
0: (laughs) What are (laughs) you talking about? You only could print a letter, a line at a time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I walked uphill to school both ways. Oh, goodness.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Walk to school. Come on. Kids don't do Mm -hmm. that today.
1: (laughs) Right. But uh. I did. I was in the. I was in the basement the other day. I was looking for something unrelated to junior achievement, unrelated to this conversation. Um, but I found. Uh, a, I found all of my uh, knee jack, what I'll call paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. Um, I found the directories. I found this, um, which anybody on the podcast won't be able to see. Oh, this uh-huh. Too all bad for buttons. You. All my pins. Wow. From everything and even ones Okay, that people... hang on, hang on cuz Okay.
0: am you're going to have to show this on the live when we do it, but okay. are you were they stored like that? Like
1: they, they were stored like that. So, in a little plastic container just like this and they've been stored this way for 30 plus years.
0: Oh my.
1: So, all all of my NAJAC pins and then a few pins that um that people gave to me when they knew that I was in junior achievement. There was stuff that, that happened prior to me that they said, Do you want this? I'm like, sure. So here it is. Um so I've got things from like the 1960s. I've got pins from the sixties here for junior achievement, wow. which is
0: we are gonna have to do something. We're gonna have to create like a little you know, shrine and display all the stuff. And we'll have everybody put pictures up of what they have. Cause mm-hmm. all my stuff's in a box. Mm-hmm. I think.
1: But uh, <laughs> I need to find some way to display this so that I, so that I have these. They're just fun to look at. And uh, it's just, it's hysterical that I still have, there are things that I can't find this for whatever reason, these I can still find. And,
0: those, those are going to be valuable someday.
1: Could be. Could be.
0: And then, uh,
1: But it's, it's pretty cool stuff.
0: All right. All right, Gail. Well, we are coming up on an hour. So I'm going to start to end this off and we will okay. take a little break and come back and do the live show. But it has been fantastic, fantastic uh, chatting with you after all this time.
1: And likewise with you.
0: And we are laying the groundwork to call out people like uh, Michael and Tracy. <laughs> and uh, we're going to have to chat later. Um, Lisa Lisa Pascal. I can't. First of all, I'm shocked that I remembered the name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, just as equally shocked that you went to that office. Yeah. In Raleigh, Carolina.
1: Yeah. How about that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, any last words? Anything you want to say as we end off the show here?
1: Uh, not in particular. But I'm. Um, how, however, it happened. I'm. I'm glad we were able to reconnect. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, to your earlier point, uh, I think it's always, it's always a great opportunity to to reminisce with somebody who's who's been there, done that. It's a. It's a nice. It's a nice connection.
0: All right, sounds great. And we are going to do this again, like I said, somehow, some way, full circle with everybody and uh, enjoy and reminisce.
1: Absolutely. All
0: right. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. You've just uh, enjoyed an hour with D. Gail Nixon, Jack, and J.A. Extraordinaire <laughs> with NN Inc., And uh, thank you for the interview. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, I will have another guest soon on the Uncle Marv Podcast.